0: Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand.
1: This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We start today with the Oregon Health Plan. That's the state's Medicaid program. It provides health insurance for children and low-income residents, more than 1.5 million Oregonians. One of the reasons that number is so high is that in recent months over the last year, when many states were actively working to disenroll residents who were added to their Medicaid rolls early on in the pandemic, Oregon was one of a handful of states that did the opposite. Now state leaders are pushing two big changes— They want Oregon to become the first state in the country to spend federal Medicaid dollars on climate-related emergencies, housing insecurity, and food insecurity. And they're asking to take part in a federal insurance program for people who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid. Dave Baden is the interim director of the Oregon Health Authority. He joins us to talk about all of this. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Dave. Happy to be here. Excited to chat about the changes.
1: Likewise. Glad to have you here. So, during the pandemic, more people all around the country were added to their state's Medicaid roles. And then this year, many have been kicked off, a lot of them for procedural reasons. But Oregon has one of the lowest rates of Medicaid disenrollment over the last year in the country. How and why have you done that?
0: Yeah, thank you, Dave. Uh, You know, today I really feel that no state in the nation is doing more to protect and expand health coverage than Oregon. Uh, I think, as you said at the beginning, no state really is doing more to use health benefits in new and innovative ways. Um, We're really looking to tackle the biggest problems facing communities across the state, such as homelessness, hunger, uh, and climate emergencies. Uh, As you said, we took a different path in Oregon uh, to assure that Medicaid members who uh, have been added to the Oregon health plan in record numbers uh, over the last three years, is that those that remain eligible keep their eligibility. And that's what we've been focused on uh, since July.
1: How? How have you done that?
0: It's really a combination of factors. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we came to the legislature and ask for additional resources and policy changes to catch people that are at that income level where they're on Medicaid sometimes and on and not on Medicaid others. So um, we temporarily expanded Medicaid to to uh, for those people so that as we go through this process to to look at their overall eligibility. We were able to keep more people on. Oregon right now is one of the top three states with the lowest termination of Medicaid members. We've been able to keep 85 percent on Medicaid. Other states, as you said, have been going the opposite direction. Texas, as example, has lost six in 10 of their Medicaid members because they're doing it differently than Oregon.
1: Is it sustainable? I mean, the way Medicaid works, the the federal government pays the majority of the, the, the money that goes to any individual recipient, but states have to kick in as well. Is it sustainable to keep this level of Oregonians on the Oregon health plan?
0: You know, I, 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 I'm i really excited that the Oregon health plan uh, with the governor and the legislature has had pretty bipartisan support to uh, to assure that the Oregon health plan has a strong benefit package and has uh, has provided the state resources uh, to assure that that happens. Um, uh, I do think that it is sustainable and it's sustainable because having consistent healthcare coverage will keep people healthier and uh, allow people to um, to, to not worry about their health care while they're really focused on other uh, big concerns about jobs and um, uh, just being able to keep food on the table.
1: So I want to turn to a- another big change that's in the works now. Earlier this month, the Oregon Health Authority announced its proposed timeline to the feds for some big changes for enrollees of the Oregon Health Plan. It's based on a waiver that was already granted um, that could lead to a real expansion in Medicaid's role in people's lives. Can you explain what the federal government said you can do with federal Medicaid money?
0: Yeah, we're we're really focused on looking at all ways to protect and expand health coverage uh, for all Medicaid members and more, and more people, especially children. Uh, one of the key things that the federal government allowed us to do is to keep a child, whether they were born into Medicaid or at any times in their first six years, to stay on Medicaid coverage. So we will have consistent coverage for a, a, uh, any kid born today into Medicaid uh, or brought on that is a a, a big uh, change for for the state and the federal government to allow that.
1: Meaning it, so it, it's so it's six years regardless of what happens to the, the family's finances. So it, the idea is it, it gives some stability in terms of of health
0: coverage for the children. Correct, and that and that protection uh, is so important to assure that a child gets the immunizations and the well child visits that they need to to thrive and enter school uh, in, in a healthy way. Uh, We also, in that protection uh, and expansion theme, we are looking at and asked asked for and received approval from the federal government to uh, expand health coverage uh, into things that typically have been more uh, in health promotion or prevention, and that is into areas of housing, climate, and nutrition. So what... What's the
1: idea there? I mean, so, for example, the phrase I saw is that this is medically necessary temporary rent assistance. What does that phrase mean to you?
0: Well, I think what I think what we're what we're going to try to prove and what we've received resources for is uh, what I think for for all of us is that housing is health and health is housing. Um, and there clearly are other really important programs and a lot of uh, of new investments uh, championed by Governor Kotech, uh in uh, assuring that there's more housing out there generally and that um, there's a push for getting more people unhoused housed. What Medicaid is trying to do is integrate into that housing system and prevent people who are very much at risk of uh, of losing their their house or losing their apartment uh, and trying to use rental benefits uh, potentially some help with uh, with with landlords or other services to keep people housed by keeping people housed they're more likely to go to their doctor's appointment they're more likely to see a therapist they're more likely to get substance use treatment uh, all of those things happen when someone is stably housed
1: in the end here we're talking about, um, almost exclusively, or largely federal taxpayer dollars. And there are, as you noted, I mean, there are other existing ways to address housing and homelessness, Section eight vouchers or tax breaks for building more affordable housing. There's temporary assistance for needy families. Why is creating a new system through Medicare in in the state's mind? The best use of federal dollars to accomplish this goal that that most people see as a goal. Why is this the best way to get there?
0: yeah, i I really do think that that integration of services uh, and what we are going to really try to work very closely with uh, with state and local housing partners is really a a, a challenge that's ahead of us. Uh, that we do want to assure that Medicaid weaves in. To many of the programs, Dave, that you just mentioned, um, Medicaid cannot alone keep people housed, but Medicaid can help. And uh, and having a, a, a program that uh, brings over a billion dollars of resources, of federal resources, into the state, to uh, to really allow for this transform transformative change to occur, and and connects uh, doctors and behavioral health providers. Uh, potentially uh, in in better ways with housing navigators, uh, and and recognizes that ultimately is the system and the systems that are out there that can better help people. We've got a a, a lot to work on, uh, and excited to see these benefits roll out over as the next year. You,
1: as you noted, it's it's one billion dollars over five years. If I if I'm not wrong, your office has pointed out that that. This waiver it it gives you the flexibility to test new ways to deliver and pay for Medicaid benefits. A, a test implies that this is going to be assessed. I mean, how do you plan to show to the federal government that this worked, that this was a good use of money?
0: Yeah, we're st- we're still working really closely with the the federal government on defining exactly those uh, those quality measures. Uh, and and measurement that that will show that. I know we're going to look very closely at uh, at for those that received these set of benefits in housing or nutrition, and look at how well they actually accessed health services from there. Um, so being able to to see where there is um, better connections being built, uh, and we've heard examples uh, from work that is that is already undertaken in this area in sort of small pilot samples. Of uh, of having people who um, were not able to keep their consistent substance use counseling appointments and behavioral health appointments because of housing insecurity. Uh, so so that's one of the measures that we'll really focus on. And ultimately, and I think this is a longer term goal, uh, is that we will see uh, healthcare cost savings uh, by enabled by by moving upstream, keeping people housed, focusing on nutrition, will ultimately lower healthcare costs over time. That won't happen overnight, but it is something that will be really important for us to, to work and start showing with the federal government.
1: I'm talking right now with uh, Dave Baden, who is the interim director of the Oregon Health Authority. I want to turn to another big development in terms of access to health care that's not exactly about the Oregon Health Plan, but it's it's related. The Oregon Health Policy Board voted unanimously recently to approve an application with the federal government to create a basic health program. What is that?
0: Yeah, so it, this really is, uh, I think, such a, a, a new, exciting way as we have uh, really worked to protect and expand health coverage. Uh, and as you pointed out, um, you know, Medicaid and the Oregon Health Plan really has grown throughout the pandemic due to um, uh, ways that the federal government asked us to keep people on the Oregon Health Plan. What the basic health program will do is as we are finalizing eligibility determinations. Um, we will have a program for an estimated 100,000 people that will be able to keep those that um, that are uh, have certain income eligibility. And just to give an example, these are people that, um, for a family of four, make no more than $60,000 per year, or a single person, we're talking just less than $30,000 per year. What the basic health program will allow will allow them um, likely, in many cases, uh, they will they will be able to to stay with the coordinated care organization that they are currently on in Medicaid, and it will be able to keep their doctors the same, keep their overall medical, behavioral, and dental health benefits the same, and they won't have to go out and look for a marketplace plan uh, uh, in that. That population.
1: I thought uh, that the, that the Affordable Care Act, uh, um, un, that under the ACA, people who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid, and that's what we're talking about here, but they can get federal tax credits to purchase insurance from the federal marketplace. I mean, that was the idea of it. Is is applying for this new program in Oregon? Is it an acknowledgement that that the Affordable Care Act is not working in that way?
0: It's. I wouldn't say that it's not an acknowledgement that the that the marketplace and the Affordable Care Act um, is not working. I think what we are saying and what we have learned is that those uh, people that are in that income category, just right above the uh, the current Oregon health plan um, category, are people that come on and off Medicaid just based on changing circumstances all the time. What the basic health program will say is that we're going to solidify your health coverage up to a higher income level. Um, above that, the marketplace is a great um, option. Uh, and uh, that we that the federal tax credits will make this a really good deal for the state. Uh, is that um, we're basically for every dollar the state will put into the basic health plan, we're gonna get $500 from the federal government. Uh, So this is a really good deal for for the state. And I think it's it's the right policy to assure that we keep health coverage strong and stable in the state.
1: Dave Baden, thanks very much for your time.
0: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it.
1: Dave Baden is the interim director of the Oregon Health Authority. Coming up after a break, we're going to hear about some good news at the Oregon State Hospital.